Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by PRMG. PRMG is proud to offer AIM members world-class solutions that help brokers like you create speed to lead and compete with the larger lenders. Enjoy a full suite of state-of-the-art technology and world-class training from the masters themselves, Barry Habib and Dale Vermillion. All absolutely free. Remember, we don't grow without TPO. Find out how PMRG and its competitive pricing can help you grow your business. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another uh, edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am the broker owner of Priority Mortgage Lending, along with the AIM president of membership. Uh, and always, I'm going to put it out there, always, she always had some sort of membership with us. Uh, but today, I'm going to be interviewing the broker owner of Greenhaven Capital, Kevin Odo. Kevin, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me today, Mark. Uh, happy to be here. Good, good. Glad to hear it. So um, I know pretty successful. Where, where are you located at, Kevin? We're in uh, Sacramento, California. Okay. So hotbed of mortgages over there in California. You guys are like your own, it's like your own country, your own set of rules over there. Yeah. yeah. We got a lot of, uh, a lot of good LOs here. A lot of high producing. It's a big mortgage town. So it's, uh, it's worked out well. So a lot of, a lot of good people here. Well, awesome. Well, obviously you're very successful at what you do. I'm glad you could be with us today. Give us a little bit of, of, of context of you and yourself, you know, like where, how did you get started in this business? Give us a little background on yourself. Um, well, I went to uh, UCI, University of California, Irvine. Uh, always knew I kind of wanted to be in business. Once I graduated uh, in 03, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Came back home. Some of my friends were working for a retail lender at that time. Um, they told me, you know, you should come check it out. Did, interviewed, got the job. Um, I worked for a portfolio retention division for a, a mortgage company, kind of learned the business, uh, first three months ended up doing pretty well. Um, started to like it. I liked the fact that, you know, I really had no cap on how much I could make. It was commission based. So they really taught me how to work hard, how to hustle, you know, how to put the work in, how to sell, taught me a little about mortgages. So I was there for about, you know, a year and a half. And then I finally, uh, moved over to the broker channel and, uh, when was that? When when was that? 2005, early 2005. Worked okay. for a bigger brokerage. There was probably like almost 100 LOs there at the time. Um, you know, the market then was a lot different. You know, no one had to be licensed. It was mostly subprime, mostly refi. And in 2008, you know, things changed. So that company kind of fell apart. I was younger. I was only 26. Didn't really know what to do. So I just stuck with it and uh, started the own, my own brokerage about in March uh, 2008 had very humble beginnings had a few guys just working out of a bedroom um, and then slowly progressed you know made it through the the tougher times through the crash and uh, you know here we are today 15 years later all right so you opened that up so give me a little bit of landscape on your company is it just you how many LOs do you have if you have any what uh, what does the landscape of your company look like Currently, we have 10 employees. We have eight LOs and we have a processor and a compliance officer who's also like a processor too, but she does all of our fundings and post-closing stuff. We have, we've been doing, uh, we've been on the non-Dell side since I think 2014. So we've been doing that for nine years. So we're a broker and we do some non-Dell stuff. Um, me personally, though, I have two of the LOs that work for, for me. They also serve as my assistants. They're not doing a ton of volume. so. 
they have time. So they help me with all of my day to day activities as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, do you do um, what, what, what are the main lenders you use right now? I mean, most of the stuff goes to UWM. I mean, we love them. They're a great partner. So we've been using them a lot, um, but I'm not afraid to mix it up. You know, we have a couple of deals that change. We've done, you know, throw a couple of deals to Windsor. We're doing down payment assistance loan programs. So, you know, some have gone to CR Pacific, some have gone to PRMG. So, you know, we're approved with a bunch of lenders and we're not afraid to use them. So we, whatever really fits best for our clients and their timelines, I mean, we're going to explore those options for them. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So now let's let's talk about the client experience here a little bit. Um, I've been saying this for a long time. A lot of people have. It's not just me. It's not like I was just the one person thinking outside the box. But client experience and the way you communicate with your clients is absolutely key. What what does Greenhaven do that separates themselves with the communication with the client? I think it just starts from the very beginning. It comes with wherever the lead is coming from, but it's just really being responsive. Like if we get a lead, it's going to get a text, email or something within five minutes of receiving that lead. So it really depends on where the source is. Most of our business comes from realtor referrals. So if I get a text from a realtor saying, hey, uh, you know, Mark wants to apply for a loan. Here's his info. I'm asking first, should I call, text, email? Like what is the best method of communication that, that you know going by there? And then really it's just right from the very beginning. If it's text, do you want to be on a group text so you know what's going on? Just keeping all parties informed. And if it is text, you know, we, we're sending out videos. We're sending out links. We're just calling them. We're really just trying to um, give them a more personal feel just right from the very beginning. Hey, my name is Kevin. I'm from Greenhaven. I was referred to you by Mark. Heard you wanted to get pre-approved. Here's the process. Here's the links. Let's schedule a time to talk. Here's my calendar. Just really just making it very easy for the client to, I guess, know who we are what our company is and make it easy for them to at least start the process. And we're here to answer any questions. So perfect. Okay. So let, let's, let's put you in a situation here. I'm with one of your realtor partners. I get, yeah. uh, they, they say, Hey, you got to use Kevin over there. So, yeah. you know, which is great. Here's my information. Have him call me. What's, what does that process look like from there? So I say, you know what? I want to be texting. I want to be texting. So what, yeah. what is your message like? How's the follow-up process? What do you guys do? It's really just from the very beginning, just introducing ourselves, sending them a video, explaining the pre-approval process, sending our application link, letting them know if they don't want to apply online, they don't have to. We could take their information over the phone and just sending them a video about the pre-approval process and then just, you know, sending them all of our contact information, trying to get them on the line to at least, you know, talk to them or get them to fill an application, putting them in a CRM, making sure we drip on them at least for the first 30 days consistently to try to get that application. Once we get that application, um, you know, we're using Arrive right now. Um, basically, we set it up so there's a lot of automation. Depending on what they put in the application, you know, it's going to automatically, you know, send a list of whatever documents we need. You right. know, we'll go in there and kind of fine tune it, just make sure it's, it's accurate. And then really my LOAs just really take it from there, right? and they'll scrub the file, do everything they can to kind of structure their deal. And then once it's ready to go, I'll give the client a call, kind of go over everything, try to get them pre-approved, go over all their options, answer any questions, and see what we can do just to, you know, get them the best loan possible, put them on the right path, and making sure that we're meeting all their goals. That's perfect. Yeah. No, you don't want it. It's funny, like automation is really good in, in a lot of aspects, but then there's some automation that just takes away from that client experience. 
And I love the fact that you said there, hey, you don't have to fill it out online. If you want to do it over the phone, you want to come in, yeah. by all means, go ahead. It's whatever, it's your loan. That's what I always tell people all the time. This is your loan. This isn't my loan. Like, I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to handle this loan the way you, that you want it handled. And, you know, I'll, I'll be that person in the middle. Yeah. And when we're taking the application too, I mean, we added a lot of custom questions to make sure that I guess we get a feel for exactly what they're looking for and what their expectations are. Just like basic stuff is like, you know, what's the maximum payment you actually think you want to pay every month or what is the maximum amount of cash that you actually want to bring? Cause you know, even though we might qualify for someone to buy a house for 500,000, that may not fit their budget. So we want to make sure that we're working within their budget, their cash and ask, asking the right questions to make sure that they're put in the right loan. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's absolutely awesome. So when you're, I'm, I'm going to come back to something that you said earlier about realtor partners, you know I mean? Cause that's where you get most of your leads from, but, but I want to stick on the borrower training here. What, is there anything specifically you do? Cause you said, give them options and, you know, make sure that they're comfortable, but how do you, what are you specifically doing to educate borrowers? I mean, like, is it, you just kind of feel them out and then hey, if they want to have an hour conversation, you go ahead. But what, like, but at the same time, I know you don't want to bore them. So what are you doing to educate borrowers? That's a good question. It kind of depends who I'm talking to, because I have some people who are investors that own multiple properties. They don't they don't need to be educated. They know a lot. I'm just answering you know, any specific questions about the market. So it really depends on where that person's at. If it's the first time home buyer and they need their handheld. Yes, I'm educating them a lot more, kind of just taking baby steps, making sure that they're informed what's going on um, every step of the way. But it really comes down to just listening to them listening to their goals, asking a lot of questions. I mean, I feel like we're supposed to be almost like financial advisors, I guess, for their mortgage. And you want to make sure that, you know, our goals really align with what they want and we're putting them in the right situation. So when it comes to, I guess, you know, educating them, it really just depends on where they're at in the process, how much they know and what their plans are and us being able to kind of lay out the, the you know, the, the timeline or whatever for them to make sure that they're, you know, being placed in the right loan. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh it's one of those things where what I do a ton of is I ask a ton of questions as, yeah. as we go along with this. Some people are just like, I don't care. I just want to know my payment. I just want to know how much I need to come to closing with, leave me alone. Other people want to want to get down and dirty, which I will all day long. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's very important just to stress their urgency in the case, because some people don't necessarily see how, you know, the urgency of getting approved. I have a lot of people that, oh, I want to make an offer today. They don't get pre-approved first. I think, uh, you know, depending <laughs> on what mindset is, like, I'll have to educate them. This is why you actually want to get pre-approved before you start looking for a house. You, you don't know, you know, what obstacles may present themselves. You don't know if we might need a little extra time to get your credit better, get you a better deal. So, um, depending on where the mindset's at, I kind of just try to educate them on the benefits of being pre-approved and properly pre-approved up front. Yeah. All right. So let's say you get a pre-approved, let's say you get a purchase agreement back. All right. Now you're ready. You're ready to rock and roll. What does, what does Greenhaven Capital's process and procedure look like at that point? And, and, and please tell me like what kind of, what, what kind of technology you use to, to help you with this process? Um, well, for task management, I mean, well, we use Arrive, but I also uh, I created a Zap, so it links up to Trello. So our processors love to use Trello because it just kind of itemizes every single task that needs to be done on every loan, automatically delegates those tasks. So really, like there's there shouldn't be anything missing. Like we shouldn't um, 
miss anything that would cause an, an issue down the line. Um, but usually when we get a contract in, we're sending that to processing. They're you know structuring the file, inputting fees, doing everything they need. My LOAs will register the file, double check pricing, make sure everything looks good. They're the ones sending disclosures out. Once disclosures send out, they're obviously getting all the automated milestones, the TCs, the realtors, they're all getting those milestones all throughout the transaction. But for me personally, once disclosures go out, I'm calling them, letting them know, hey, this is the timeline, this is what we need to get done. Going over the LE with them, making sure it's good. So I'm always really the main point of contact. I just have the team working in the background on all the clerical stuff, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, um, just so I could focus on selling. Um, so that's what happens when a you know purchase gets into contract. They're the ones that are doing all the backend work, structuring the file, registering, um, ordering appraisals, the processing does all that for the most part. And then once it once it's approved, processing really just takes over. Um, they are handling, I'd say, about 90% of the approval conditions. Now, if it's an income-based uh, condition or something where I need to talk to someone specifically, I'll get on the phone and say, hey, this is what we need and this is why we need it. And I'm able to get that. But all like the title stuff or HOA stuff or you know any of those other things that really yeah. don't involve the, the borrower, I'm doing. Or if it's something simple, like just an LOE, you know, they'll call and do it. Um, so I try to stay as hands-off as possible during that approval stage. And only talk to them about numbers, whether it's the closing disclosure or, you know, the appraisal or, you know, important milestones that need a, a, an explanation. And throughout that process, we're sending video messages, too. So trying to help them, you know, I guess, be more informed throughout the process. Now, when you say video message, because I'm a big believer in this one, because I do this a ton. Are they into like, do you personalize it for each person or do you guys have a set pre-recorded videos? I have pre-recorded videos. Yeah, I don't really do it for each borrower. Um, I wish I could. It, 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 I would if I could. It just comes to down to like time management if I was doing that many videos every day. We record a ton of videos anyways in our social media. I think we, re, we post at least three reels a week. So we're constantly oh, wow. putting content on every week. So. Yeah, no, I'm a big believer in videos, and, and I, I'm not saying you have to do them, you know, pre-recorded or you have to do them live. Um, I think some of them live or, or, or I should say uh, individualized are, mm -hmm. are really good to, to have that. But uh, no, I love the fact that you use videos. People love videos. It's, it's really weird. They don't want they don't want to read emails anymore. They do. It gives a more personalized touch to the transaction, too. So, you know, yeah, I, I use video a lot. Good. So now, okay, you get a CTC, you're clear to close. And the reason why I bring this up, just, just kind of give everyone a little bit of a background here, is for some reason in our industries, I have these certain conversations with many different people that seem to dominate a specific period of time. Right now, the, the big one I'm getting is what is, you know, what's the processors or, or the closers, um, you know, checklist or what's their responsibility, what's the loan officers. And, and it's, it's a conclusion that it's different for everyone. I mean, truly, it's it's different for everyone in every company. But I just like to hear what everyone says so I can take it in myself. But so you get a CTC. What's the next step? How do how are you guys handling that? It really goes to our compliance officer. After then, most of our business is on the non-Dell side. So I'll just tell her, hey, Mark wants to sign this Wednesday at three o'clock at his house or at our office, wherever it is. She, OK, she'll take it. She'll, you know, draw docs, balance with escrow. Once we get the final number, she'll send me the final figures. I'll, you know, obviously go over the closing disclosure with the borrower, make sure they're good with all the numbers, and you know they'll sign, and then she funds the loan when it, whenever the, that loan's supposed to close. So it's, it's pretty simple. I, I'm not drawing docs, or I'm not, you know, 
balancing with escrow. I, I have her do that. That's what she specializes in and she's very good at it. So I like it. Simple. Kevin, I can tell you're a simple man. You're just like me. I, I, I like things simple. Just <laughs> tell me what I need to do, how I need to do it, and I'll get it done. Yeah, you don't really need to overcomplicate things. So <laughs> yeah, especially especially in this game. Yeah. Um, okay. So good. You take care of the client. I'm sure they go into a CRM with you. You probably do drip campaigns on them. But one of the big things out right now is obviously, you know, marketing and, and your mindset and how are you getting business. You said that most of your referrals come from realtors um, earlier, uh, you know, when we were talking. How do you get these realtors? What What's your philosophy on them? I mean, it's it's really, it starts off, well, circle back to when I first started doing, like, loans. Like, I was focused solely on refi when I started because that's all I was taught. I worked in a portfolio retention division. It was all refi. It wasn't until about 2014 or 2015 where I made the shift. It's like, I need to start focusing on purchase because I knew that would be the long-term play to be successful and, you know, to stay busy. Um, so it really started with, you know, every purchase I got was basically an audition. I need to wow this listing agent. What can I do different to maybe get this listing agent's business, right? So that it started like that and then coming up with ideas to, you know, obviously wow them, try to get the referrals. But then as I grew, it started to, for me, it came through education. So I would target small teams. There's a lot of realtor groups that have teams of like five, 10, I don't know how many agents. Mm -hmm. So I would target the teams, go to the founder or whoever's at the top of that team, say, you know, can I just come by your office, give a presentation? I think can I, I can add value to your agents. What would they like to learn about? So it's just going in there, presenting to the agents, um, you know, just showing them what we do differently inform you know educating them about the market different things how to get their offers accepted how we different differentiate ourselves from the competition and that seemed to work and then slowly you know obviously every time i do a presentation i have at least one or two people come up to me after after say oh i have this scenario i have this and then it's really just building relationships with these people right it's just staying in front of them building relationships supporting their events um having you know little outings together just to build that bond and then just you know the business will eventually come but it's really just focusing on the relationship and educating these people yeah absolutely you know and, and, and you brought up something again uh you know like we realtors are getting hit pretty hard right now especially in yeah. this market in terms of brokers and even even retail calling these realtors all the time and you know i i want to make sure people are trying to differentiate themselves and one of the questions that I use that I've been pretty successful with lately is, okay, you know, I'd like to come in instead of saying, hey, show you what I can do. Everyone, everyone wants to know what you, I mean, everyone knows what you can do, basically. Everyone's kind of given the same kind of speech, but it's where do you guys feel you're lacking or what questions or, you know, concerns do you guys have that I can answer or what do you guys want to learn about? Yep. And I, that opens it up right there because instead of everyone coming in saying, I have speed. I have great pricing. You know, it's just like yeah, yeah. dog and pony show. Yeah, I mean, realtors—they really just want to know what you can do for them and how you're going to help build their business. And that's what we try to do: show them what we can do differently, how we're going to help them grow their business, how we can help get them more contracts and in, in or you know more clients in contract, how we're going to provide better better follow up and convert their leads at a better rate than maybe some others can. So yeah, it's just trying to add value to their business as well. Yeah. All right. So in order to get more business, um, you know, I want to talk about your like marketing and mindset on things. So first off, when it comes to marketing, what type of marketing do you do for Greenhaven? Well, we do a lot of social media. Like I said, we, we're posting stuff every day. We do 
reels every week just to answer frequently asked questions, just to kind of give stuff that realtors can share with their client base. So hopefully, you know, that broadens our reach. Um, we do videos with realtors, then we collab on those to hopefully, you know, that hits their audience as well. Um, so social media is big. We do a lot of online marketing, whether it's through Google, Yelp, or OpCity, whatever, right? We, we do some co-marketing with some realtors too. We, you know, support their, their, like their efforts, you know, like they're, you know, a lot of, um, they'll have like their own little, um, events will help sponsor those events. We're, um, in a lot of different groups. There's like an Asian association of real estate. We sponsor their events. There's, um, like a real producers group here. We're part of them. So we, we just really try to, uh, network and stay involved in different, I guess, organizations and within the real estate community, just to know that we're there to support them and help them grow. Um, that's basically it. We also hold small events ourselves to try to get everyone together, you know, mm -hmm. just to solidify those relationships. But it's really just being um, consistent, consistently doing the same things and not changing, constantly staying in front of people and staying top of mind, I think has been best. And just being able to, you know, expand our reach whenever we can, just going the extra step, meeting that extra realtor. Um, supporting that new event and just seeing what, what happens after. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, do you have a team that, that handles this for you or does like each individual person who wants to maybe, who has a specific realtor or whatever the case may be, do you have a team that handles all this for you? No, we all do it ourselves, but we'll support our, our events, you know, together. Like I, you know, if I'm ever doing an event, like a golf tournament, I'm inviting my team to come. I want them to come. I want them to meet the realtors. I want them to meet, you know, whoever's whoever's there so we try to support each other's events together that's perfect yeah. now tell me about your mindset right now with your team and with kind of what's going on in the industry because i think when i spoke to julian he said you have a pretty unique mindset when it comes to this oh i mean i'm, I'm always focused long term right i feel like this this industry can be a roller coaster but it doesn't have to right the highs don't have to be too high the lows don't have to be too low and um, right now, I feel like a lot of people, you know, they're low. I know business is slower, rates are high, but I don't focus on that. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity now. I feel like, you know, the Warren Buffett mindset, you got to be greedy when others are fearful. I think you can capitalize on market share right now. I'm not afraid to double down to spend more on marketing or to invest in other things or just to try new things because I feel like there's a lot of opportunity in downtimes. And um, I, I embrace it. I'm looking to change. I'm looking to get better every day. And I know that the market's going to change eventually. And when that comes, hopefully we were able to double down and, and grow and, you know, be even bigger in our, in our community at that time. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, my long-term mindset is, is where it's got to be. I have a, I have someone who's interested in, in coming into the business and uh, they're like, well, I heard it's hard right now. I'm like, yeah, it's hard right now. And it is hard right now. And anyone who says it's not, I mean, let's just be honest. They're, they're, they're in the 1% category then, but it's just like, yeah, but it's long-term. And if you can live like, it, you know, at, at a certain amount and then everything above that, it all equals out, you know, over, over the long-term. And uh, I, I mean, like I was telling this individual, I'm like, it's a great business. It's provided for me for over 20 years. I mean, that says a lot. Yeah. I've been doing it for 19. I would, I would never do anything differently. It's a great industry to be with being in, like I said, there's going to be good times. There's going to be slower times, but Overall, I feel like it's a great industry. It could be very lucrative. And for me, I just love, you know, 
building those relationships, meeting new people, and, and then helping all of our clients obtain home ownership. It's just, it's just a great, great um, field to be in. And it's perfect for me. Yeah, I changed my mindset a few years ago. I mean, trust me, we all want money. We all need money. But I changed my mindset in terms of like, I get the opportunity to create a new relationship with someone. You know what I mean? And then that money, and I know we say this a lot in the industry, but it's true. It's like the money comes, then it follows. You know what I mean? The more relationships you can build, the more that people trust you. That's where I get my satisfaction. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we're, we're pretty we're pretty similar when it comes to this stuff so well any anything else uh you know I, you kevin you've, you've been very gracious with your time i appreciate that but let, let's just say you're on you're on the stage of fuse which is coming up here in october you're on the stage at fuse and you have you know three four thousand brokers there and you want to give them one piece of advice what would it be i would just tell them just to get better every day you know, like, don't don't listen to the outside noise. I feel like no matter how long you've been in the industry or how good you are, you could still get better. You could still learn. You could learn from someone that's been in the industry for one year. I, I, I feel like you got to always be humble and hungry in this industry. Things are constantly changing. You could be at the top one day, at the bottom the next. You just always have to just strive to be better. Um, always continue to work on yourself. And don't be afraid to take a risk or a chance um, because uh, I feel like you have to do that sometimes in order to, to be successful. Love it. Absolutely love it. Kevin, thank you. You're, you're the man. I, I appreciate you uh, joining us today. And, uh, you know, and I know you're just like all of us that if there's any, Kevin's one of those guys that if you need anything, you just let him know. He'll, he'll, he'll go out of his way to help you. Yeah, definitely. I'm always here to help. I'm an open book, you know, whatever. Whatever I can do to help out of the community, I definitely will. Mark, I, I really appreciate AIM and everything you guys do for the community. It's been great. Um, you know, you've added a lot of value to my business just, you know, through the podcast and through Brokers Are Better. So I've learned a lot. And uh, anything I could do to help give back, I would be more than happy to do that. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate you being on. Brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Please rate our podcast and leave a review. It helps us get the podcast out there and spread the word that brokers are better. And Kevin, you're one of them, my man. I really appreciate you. All right. Thanks, Mark. Really appreciate it. Attention brokers, step up to the plate and knock it out of the park at the largest annual gathering of independent mortgage professionals in the country. AIM's sixth annual Fuse National Conference. Katie Sweeney, Matt Ishbia, Renee Rodriguez, Dale Vermillion, and Todd Duncan round out an all-star lineup of mortgage masters. Network with thousands of MVP wholesale mortgage professionals and the industry's top brass lenders and vendors. Gear up your team and your business with electrifying keynote speakers, hands-on summit sessions, major mortgage news, and historic announcements. Get the lowest price of the season and save $200. Get your tickets at aimgroup.com backslash events. That is aimgroup.com backslash events.